0: Hi everyone, this is Wendy and welcome back to Overexposed. Now before I introduce our guest for today, I just wanted to let you guys know that back again for the second year in a row is our annual Palooza. This year is bigger and better with 10 epic photo challenges and $15,000 in pricing on the line. Our guest today is actually one of the judges for our Masterpiece Photo Challenge, which is presented by Coop and Red Bull Allume. We are so lucky to have Ulrich Grill join us today. Ulrich is jack-of-all-trades and a leader in the photography world, let alone a talented photographer himself who got his start shooting action sports. He's the founder of Zoom Productions, Coop, and most recently, Red Bull Illume, the world's greatest adventure and action sports imagery contest. We talk about the importance of finding a creative niche and how that allowed him to craft a truly unique career path that marries all of his passions, including sports, marketing communications, and photography. Keep listening because this is a conversation you don't want to miss. Uh, so you are a man that wears many hats. Um, before founding Coop and Zoom Productions, where you support other photographers, you are first and foremost a photographer yourself. Uh, so I'm just wondering, when did you pick up the camera for the first time?
1: Uh, I guess that's been a long time. Um, uh, I, I I got a camera, I think, when I was 10 years old. It was a Rolleiflex 35 millimeter. So this was like, you know, beginning of the 80s. Um, uh, Oh, you can judge my age as well. Um, And uh, yeah, I I think, and I was just having fun taking the camera, you know, walking out, um, you know, where I grew up and just, you know, go and and shoot away and uh, take some photos and uh, train train my eye, basically.
0: Yeah, and did you go through any technical training or were you mostly just self-taught?
1: Actually, when I was like, you know, little kid, I was in a school and we had um, uh, an, uh, a Dutch fine art photographer who was also like a tutor at the school. And he taught us to you know, use the, um, uh, the, the dark room. So we were um, basically, we had some you know photography classes in terms of composition and, um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, developing the films ourselves, you know, black and white only. But it's still like, you know, it was a very analog time. Uh, Nothing what we have here, but it was a great time to, um, to learn and, and, uh, but eventually when I started to, you know, to become like, you know, when I came into my twenties, I eventually, I didn't pursue, I didn't have like any kind of like photography education or university. So, so I would say I'm mostly self-taught. Of course, With all the trial and error, you have to go through and go like, oh, my God, like, you know, know, what have I done wrong in many, many, uh, many times. But, um, yeah, it worked out quite well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important to have that like basic understanding of, like, like you mentioned, composition and lighting. But what really makes something really unique as a photographer is being able to go out and, like you said, doing the trial and error and uh, kind of figuring out for yourself. Because I think that's the best way to learn and really uh, know something thoroughly.
1: And I guess it's, it's a lot about you know, finding your, you know, your area. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when I was uh, 15 years old, I started to hang light. Which is like my other one of my other passions, like sports and adventure sports. Um, and I, I started to shoot hand lighting in aerial sports um, and, mm-hmm. and found a lot of like satisfaction and passion into that in you know, a very small niche of mm-hmm. photography. Um, and eventually, this is how I evolved uh, as a photographer, you know, combining those two um, uh, passions I have, which still accompany me until today. and. Uh, and uh, this, you know, made me like a specialist photography in all one area, and spearheading mm-hmm. photography in, in 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 that kind of topic, and then just more like broaden out, um, mm-hmm. uh, anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting that you mentioned that. I think a lot of photographers when they first start, um, they think that they have to know everything and then be able to specialize. But um, it's really cool that you mentioned to. Um, specialize in something that you really love and then all the rest will kind of fall into place
1: absolutely either you you stick to it because it's like so interesting and it, it, it makes mm-hmm. your and it fulfills yourself as a as a creative person or you know at some point you have the feeling you want to move on you want to you know achieve something else or want to look into a different kind of like topics or verticals or whatever it is uh i guess just you know follow to you know of what is really interesting what, what, what is like, uh, brings you a lot of satisfaction, fun. And, uh, this is, I guess, always the best rule in, uh, in finding your way.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And even with, um, Anything, I think, when you learn the first few weeks or months or years are the hardest because you're not going to be that good when you start. So it's hard to kind of have that motivation moving forward. Yeah. But if you have something you love, like for you, it was uh, like sports, and that's kind of similar to me. I started with music and concerts, which is also very niche, um, but having that passion. To go back is uh, really important, rather than yep. taking the first people that aren't very good and having that motivation to continue. Yeah.
1: Be, be really good at something very specific. Um, this will help you to grow very, very fast, and like also, you know, that you gain reputation and, uh, and knowledge and that respect and, and so forth. So everything will follow suit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. Uh, So the first company that you started, Zoom Productions, is an advertising and communications agency focused on uh, sports and lifestyle and imaging products. Um, As an agency that works with some of the top brands in the world, like Red Bull and Leica and Nike, just to name a few, Um, what do you look for in terms of the creative talent? So like designers and photographers and videographers that you work with?
1: Um, I guess you know it's a it's a mix it's a mix of um, of people first um, you know it's like first the passion for the topic as you mentioned with like three verticals it's like the adventure outdoor community it's the uh, so sort of like the imaging the food and film industry and then like the lifestyle so we have we work with uh, uh, with very nice brands like you know the Red Bull and and, and many others as well in immobility and also tourism um, so. The the, the the key element is for me always like passion, uh, something that drives you, that you want to come here, that you want to work, you know, on projects that like like we are having. Um, uh, once, you know, that is fine, then I want to have someone in here who has an, just a good sense for everything, uh, good common knowledge, good common sense, because everything is logic in marketing. Everything is quite quite uh, um, uh, easy to understand if you're open for it. Um, and if uh, someone is smart and is, uh, is very um, uh, uh, engaged and, and proactive, this is like a very nice ground to, you know, to grow uh, uh, here at Zoom or at the different areas uh, uh, or different companies uh, we're
0: running here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think with photography, uh, they're kind of like, two ways you either like start your own company and uh, find your own clients as a small business or going on and working for much larger companies and I think it seems like a dream for most photographers to be able to work with an agency like yours and work with all these big brands but yeah it does come with the other side of things as well having that technical knowledge of like creativity and like photography and stuff but also having the work ethic to go along with it is very important
1: exactly it's like the creativity is always like one side, but you always need to have the business side as well. And like those who can connect it the best way, that's producing like usually the best, and most far-reaching work. Because there's mm-hmm. so many people out there who are super creative, but still they have like the troubles of connecting like you know, business-wise with companies and so forth. So some of the, the most creative people I know they are very unsuccessful, unfortunately. But it's just not in their DNA to be a, a, to be able to be like a businessman or a businesswoman at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, having that underlying business knowledge is so important for anything, especially for people in the creative industries. Because you can be the most talented photographer in the world, but if you can't really sell yourself, then um, it's hard to kind of get anywhere with that.
1: And, and we know it's it's tough. There's so many photographers uh, out there and everyone, you know, tries to make a living uh, and it's, it's, it's a tough market. And, uh, and I think, and this is, comes back to like what we talked before, you know, find your niche, be really world-class in your niche. If you can achieve that, then you can also ask for prices. If you're mm-hmm. everything a little bit, you know, you will never, yes, you will have a chop here and there and they come around, but eventually you're not going to make a proper living out of it be a specialist i think this is uh, this is like it's the it's the most straightest pathway to having success
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and it's like the business concept of uh, yeah like finding a niche market because um, it seems like oh like the market for photography is I don't know how many millions or billions of dollars but it's hard to reach every, a wide range of people like mass exactly. marketing is kind of dying down now like with television and everything it's all about finding those really niche pockets and if you can dominate a niche then there you go exactly
1: <laughs> usually the niches are the ones where there's the least mm-hmm. people. Like, anyone wants to go for the very big things, you know, because, like, they seem to be, like, the, the greatest mm-hmm. things on earth. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they, they have their attraction, and but still there's the niches which sometimes are, you know, um, it's uncharted terrain still where there is a lot of mm-hmm. opportunity, even if it doesn't look like that this is where you can build your name, your reputation, and so forth, and, and
0: you yeah. can grow from Yeah, that. absolutely. Um, so your company, Zoom, now has offices in Austria, the USA, uh, and Japan. And if that wasn't enough, um, you decided to start another company. And as a photographer myself, I first became familiar with Coop uh, through YouTube when I was just starting to learn the ins and outs of my camera as a beginner. And what I find most fascinating however, is the fact that you are the very first brand to produce stylish yet functional clothing specifically designed for photographers in mind. Uh, So that kind of goes back to what we mentioned about uh, specialization. This is something that, uh, I don't know, normal apparel companies wouldn't really think of. It's like niche products for photographers. Uh, What inspired you to pursue such a specific product, um, especially for photographers?
1: I was always th- thinking, you know, we've been very active in the sports, you know, uh, communities and, uh, and and working with lots of brands there. And there's many, many like apparel brands and many brands who make accessories, this and that. And of course, the accessory side on the uh, uh, in the photography is all there, the cameras, the accessories, the backpacks, you know, you name it, it's all there. Um, but eventually, I would, it mm-hmm. was just a very simple thought. Um, a, there's so many millions you know, hundreds of millions of photographers out there. And yes, you know, with, you know, smartphones, there's like now billions of photographers and they, all they have in common is like a love for imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if there's such a huge love for imagery and, and, and pictures, why isn't there a brand which with which you can express your love towards that? I mean, how many uh, surf brands there are, um, uh, that you know where you can have like where you can express uh, and you have the love for that lifestyle why shouldn't we have something like this in photography um and the market is just way way bigger than any kind of like you know sports uh, uh, there is so, so so this was the the one of the initial thinkings that you know hey it's not been around so someone has to do it and someone has to be the first one so why not us? So um, And I'm mm-hmm. more like one of those persons who's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. if it's not done, like we, sh- we should just like do it, you know, not just talk about it. A lot of people talk about a lot of things, but, uh, but to do something is mm-hmm. a different kind of thing. Um, and uh, so this was one, like this was the basic idea. And, uh, yeah. and one of the starting points was one of our clients in the agency, Zoom is Sanir Gloves um and uh, and i was shooting a lot you know in the very cold environments uh like snowboarding or skiing or you know mountaineering and uh and being out there in sub uh, in freezing mm-hmm. temperatures um you know your fingers immediately go numb and that's the worst you know if your fingers are numb you cannot focus concentrate you have yeah. no feeling so oh, yeah. it's like, well first of all we have to create a glove that really works in uh, in uh, freezing uh, uh, temperatures, where you still have the tactile sensation of really feeling the pressure point of the uh, uh, of the release button, you know, and all that you can manage your camera, you know, these little things uh, which really work. And there's yes, there's many many photographer gloves out there or that are being used for photography, and we I, we ordered all of them, you know, from around the world, and all of them, you know, did not qualify. Mm-hmm. So we said like we had to create something ourselves and we created what was called like a moccasin mm-hmm. cut for the finger and the thumb so that you have uh, no seam between your finger, you know, and the camera. Mm-hmm. Because the classic cut of a glove is like you have a seam in between, right? Where you have, mm-hmm. you know, the we need to have the sensitivity for working on the camera. So actually, uh, it was surprising that no one yet had um, uh, mm-hmm. done that ever before. So this was like one of the starting points of doing these things. So it's it's a mix of bringing solutions where a photographer has a benefit, where the shooting is getting easier, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's made in a very nice way. So it's an, it's a very nice piece of equipment apparel that you are happy enough to even just go to town and wear it every day, use it every day. It doesn't shout like I'm a photographer or something like that, but it's just nice, nice to wear, nice to use, nice to um, <laughs> yeah. uh, nice to, yeah, use it every day. I always see when we bring out the product or think of something, a new item, um, would this mm-hmm. be sort of like your, your everyday's best friend? You know, you go to your wardrobe, you know, what would you pick? You know, so kind of like this thinking is like, it's like mm-hmm. something that's like a good friend, you know, a great It's like, you know, what do you pick? You know, comfortable, nice, you know, simple, mm-hmm. um, good quality, good manufacturing. So just like all the little, the little things uh, that, that
0: matter. I think it's also an interesting point that it kind of came out of inspiration from like sports in a way, because yeah, there's so many specific products for people in sports, but we don't really think about like the other people, like the videographers, the photographers, designers. So it's like the cross pollination of ideas of understanding, like you mentioned, having a really specific niche and understanding that, but also taking what's there and applying it to something else. And I think that's where true innovation really happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: And what was the response like um, from the photographers that use these products? Actually,
1: really, really good. Now, obviously, you know, no one has been waiting for us. And like the concept is, you know, it's like, is like, all well, the products are like a few years old now when we started. Um, and, you know, it still uh, takes time for people to grasp the idea. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's, it's growing, um, you know, on an organic basis, I finance it and we're, you know, we're, you know, we're on a very good way actually. Um, and very, I'm very happy to see it's, uh, it's, it's growing in a nice way, but I also always want to grow my projects in a way that they are sustainable. You know, it's like you can grow very yeah. fast and then like things, you know, you become too broad, right. too Mainstream or something like that, and I'm, I just don't want that to be happening. Um, so, that rather stay a little bit smaller, you know, grow step by step. Um, mm-hmm. The brand image is very important for me that this is like kept up very, very high. Um, so, we built it from that, you know, and, and from that kind of like perspective. Um, mm-hmm. And if it takes a little bit longer, that's fine. We'll still be around, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, in thirty years. That's my that's my vision. When we create pieces, I want to create each piece should be a classic and it should still be around in like 30 years, 40 years. This is, this is kind of like the thinking and vision I have.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great mindset to have. A lot of people, when they start something, you want to see results right away. And obviously that's reaffirming, but um, if you want longevity, then you have to be kind of patient with it and uh, really pay attention to the details. So it's a mix,
1: you know, you have to, I mean, it ha- it's still a business,
0: right. so you still
1: have to have income and it needs to, you know, like in growing a company, needs to have like, needs the financing. So it's, it, I always say like, you know, the balance is key to everything if it's if it's growing too fast you know it's not good if it's you know growing not or if it's uh, growing too slow it's not good so it's 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 always the balance Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely Uh, so one of the amazing things that we witnessed over the past couple of years is the democratization of photography I mean there's like some phones right now that can shoot on manual mode which is really crazy to think about Uh, and your experience as a photographer and one of the leaders in the industry where do you think the future of photography is headed and how can photographers best prepare themselves in order to stay relevant
1: i guess you know like we hear a lot about you know artificial intelligence and uh, who knows what you know what the cameras can do in the future where we just push the button and then like you have like a certain amount of images you know that you can select from where the artificial intelligence just like creates some kind of like yeah, uh, dreamscapes. I mean, this is, I would say, this is one direction. There's no doubt that software can do a lot of things in the future and will take away, you know, thinking for us. Um, on the other mm. side, I think, especially because everything is so fast, so, you know, going so quick that photography itself, in the classic way, will almost, almost be something like a mental yoga. You know, you go out, you know, with your, you know, normal camera, Um, you look around, Mm -hmm. you try to foresee of what an image could be. um, And you take, you know, very intentionally, you take pictures. So I think it's going to be two directions. Uh, One of them just like sort of like, hey, snapshot, I take some images or, you know, or or, uh, document something and it's nice with the software that I have on my phone. And the other direction is something that's more on the creative side that like I as a person decide, you know, what to do, how to shoot mm-hmm. and not the software. And and both areas have their reason for existence, yeah. which is perfectly fine. And, um, uh, uh, so th- this is where I think, you know, things will go. It's like a little bit like a, like two worlds. Um, and they both will, you know, uh, I think they're both meant to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the technical side of things can easily be done by like AI and tech and everything. But the one thing that it can't do is having that like human side of creativity. Exactly. Um, like even with AI, it'll do exactly what you tell it to do according to an algorithm or something. It can take a perfect, yeah, like a perfect picture um, according to like the books and something. But that human creativity is something that can't be replaced. And Exactly
1: and and this is the beauty. I think this is the beauty about human creativity is like, it's like, yeah, I think it's very, or it's right now, I think it's something that's almost can't be like, you know, made artificially and, uh, and like, uh, and I think the human pra- brain and like each individual has its different way of seeing things and creating things. And this is like, this cannot be replicated. It's just like, like how the same way that we're each of us like is a complete individual, we think individually, mm-hmm. but like software thinks the same all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think this is this is a, a big difference from you know from from what is going to be happening and uh, and uh, but you know the future and photography and, and like the the. The, the things that are, are evolving in terms of technology, hardware, software, I mean, it's great. It's like mm-hmm. how amazing are the things that we can do like, you know, today versus like just 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has, you know, uh, a benefit and like, it can, uh, enhance like our creativity. It gives us new measures for additional ways of, to express ourselves, to view things, to capture things. So, um, it's going to be very excited, uh, <laughs> exciting to see what's happening, you know, 10 years from now.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it kind of goes back to um, the debate on gear as well. There's people who are like, I need the next, I don't know, $5,000 camera that comes out on the market. But no matter how good the tech is, it depends on you as a photographer. Like, it's kind of like you have to use the camera, not having the camera use you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it's a little bit with our kuf products as well. Yes, we have some technical products like, our, you know, the heat, the photo vest that we have that really, you know, helps you not to, to freeze when you're out <laughs> shooting. Uh, but at the same time, our, you know, like our rope straps are very simple. It's like an existing material as a climbing rope and then, you know, made very nicely by a craftsman who's like a, a, a super talented shoemaker family and they make those leather pieces, they, they make the, the sewing, and it's just like a very nice piece of product that has a soul. So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's a mix of both worlds that we also, as from Koof's side, look the, into the future of one thing, like I have a technology side, at the same time, having like the craft machine, mm-hmm. the appreciation of work, of material, of finishing, uh, and something that really lasts. And that also becomes nicer when it's been used.
0: Uh, so one of your most recent projects, Red Bull Loom, is known as the world's greatest adventure and action sports imagery contest. From um, I'm judging some of the top photographers in the world, in your opinion, what makes a photographer good versus really extraordinary?
1: Oh, that's a good that's really good question because you know, like in some ways, like you know, when you look at a lot of images, it's you know, it's very subjective. Um, uh, on one side, but you need to have like, you know, a lot of like in you know, a very open, I mean, objectivity, like to really judge it like versus, is this like industry normal or above or like, or, you know, from what you've seen. So I think um, uh, I always say it, it, one thing is, you know, technical superiority in execution. It's like when you see an image and when you look into the raw file, uh, you understand how someone has, you know, executed an image. This is one thing uh, that we look into. Another thing is, but well, this is more like a technical thing. The other thing is, um, um, when you look at a, at, a, at a great shot, it's you can see a great shot and go like, "Wow, this is great." But sometimes, and I think we all experience that, something that's like when it connects your heart and your brain, and you go like whoa I've never seen anything like that this is just like you know the way it's composed what is happening uh, the situation the, the the dynamic or the calmness whatever it is so it's a it's I would say like it's a mix of um, uh, creative um, um, excellence um, that's uh, that's coming across in an image and something that's never seen before as well and often you see you get a lot of images submitted which have been sort of like a lot of you know copycats from what has been submitted the last time or won the mm-hmm. last time you see a lot of those like in, in the next competition yeah. um but uh, uh for sure it's like you know something that's uh, makes your eyes go wide and go like wow this is really cool and there's creativity is endless so there's always like new ideas coming up and uh and and really great, great stuff to be seen. And uh, yeah, I think this is, this is, this is a little bit, you know, how we charge it, you know, execution. And then, you know, the creativity based from different aspects of, uh, of uh, in in photography and, and like in the, the newness of the imagery of the co- of what is happening in there as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, and I'd imagine at that level of a competition everyone's tech everyone's technical knowledge is there, everyone has the composition, everyone has the settings and whatnot, but I remember um and one photography course that I took, the instructor telling me that a good photo or a great photo is one that surprises you. It's something yeah. that um, you never really expect. Exactly. And obviously at that level, yeah, everyone has, the skill is always there and it's really just taking it to the yeah. next level. And
1: I think like the, the controlling, like especially like in in, in a contest like Illum as a, as, a, as a sports photography contest, you know, we are, you know, like, intentionally in the adventure, outdoor action sports side because there you can decide like where you shoot, who you shoot, when so you mm-hmm. can. Tr- you can control all the parameters versus you know the classic uh, sports photography where you're at the side of a field of a football field, and you have a long lens and you just wait until something is happening. So it's more documentation. but like the, the Illum uh, photography is really the photographer controls everything. And this is, so it's like the full creativity that you have. And this, this is, I think this is the beauty of, uh, of that kind of photography. And, and we see it in the results. It's like, it's always like mind-boggling. we like, whoa, have you seen this? I like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. always great to have, have images mm-hmm. coming.
0: Yeah. Has there been one photo that has really made an imprint on you that you've seen over the years?
1: what makes me always like, you know, very happy to see when I look at who, who were the grand prize winners of, uh, of Illum. uh, in the, in the first edition, we had, um, Fred Montagne, a French skate photographer, absolutely mind blowing in 2010, a very young surf photographer won the contest who's called Chris Bulkart. So I think everyone knows Chris now. Uh, uh, and, uh, and then, like yeah, the two uh, additional uh, events, uh, Lawrence Holder won it. And um, probably one of the best or the best adventure or action sport photographer out there. He's like one of those people who always comes back with new ideas, new angles, and really pushing the envelope a lot. And Ben Tua, who won the last time surf photographer from Tahiti, So, also amazing level of execution of what he brings uh, to the. Uh, to the screen. So, and I think, so there's not a single shot, but I think like, like what stands out for me is those single characters of photographers who won the event, who truly uh, wanted, you know, like, uh, I mean, they are really, you know, the best photographers out there. So that's what I'm really happy. It's not, they wanted not big because they just were happy to be at the right time at the right spot and took a shot, a snapshot. Uh, but they really earned it. I mean, they really, I mean, they are, you know, Mm top level, world's best.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing to see that photographers are getting some sort of competition where it's very elite and they can be recognized. Um, Kind of going back to sports, there's so many, like there's Olympics, there's uh, like World Cup, there's all of these different things where um, athletes can really thrive and become celebrities. And um, it's so amazing to see that there is a competition now where photographers can do the same and be recognized for their work. I really hope to see more of that.
1: Yeah, and I think for Illum especially as well, like in one of the reasons why we started a uh, room in, in two thousand and six was um, the, the the this world of adventure and action sports photography lives on imagery mm-hmm. the it, the the athletes are nothing without the guy shooting or filming mm. it's not happening in a stadium in front of t v or anything like that no it's happening somewhere out there there's no spectators there there's nothing there so uh the photographers actually make them famous, Hmm. but they always in the background, they put themselves like almost like the same kind of like risk or danger or expose themselves in many way, but they never see sort of like the spotlight. So one of the reasons was like to get them into the light um, and, uh, and to really praise their work and, uh, and, 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 and the amazing amount of, of, of imagery and creativity that comes out of it mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure and i really hope to see that there's will be more competitions like this because yeah like we see imagery every single day and it really makes or breaks how we think about the world but yeah like photographers sometimes don't get enough credit as they should
1: there's one way in this little you know area of adventure it's you know that's what we try with Red Bull.
0: yeah uh, so it's evident with all the companies that you've been involved with, um, that they all work in harmony with one another and you still maintain a very active role in them. I think most people, they'd found a company and then at some point they decide that they want to move on and they focus on the next thing. But you seem to be yeah, like still active in Coop and in Red Bull Loom and with Zoom productions. How do you manage your day-to-day life in order to accomplish everything?
1: But well, that's That's a good question. You know, like, yeah, uh, this is maybe like something I ask myself every day. It's like, oh, okay. Um, I guess on one hand, it's like, uh, you know, if I, if you know, if, if I have a baby and it grows, um, uh, um, and it's very important for me to see it grow and, and to, to nourish it, and it's so it can, I can see grow. Um, but I see also, like, let's say, like, uh, um, I Red Bull Loom is now—it's—it's it's a grown up, you know—it's a young grown up, but hey, it's just a young grown up. It has just so much, you know, way to to evolve into the future. So for me, like you know, when when I go or start with a project, it's it's not something that's like you know, okay, I do it five years and then move on. I think it's really like something that I can build on, grow and uh, and um, and mm-hmm. because. I see so much potential in all of these kind of things and they make me happy. Uh, It's like having a family of kids, you know, and like, you know, they grow and like they're successful. They make you happy. So, and of course, uh, all of that would not be possible. I have a great team here and like it's only working with a great team of uh, highly professionals, passionate uh, people. Um, And it's, you know, thanks to them as well that, you know, all of this is happening in parallel.
0: Yeah, it's really great to really think about it. Like I don't know, kids, because um, a lot of founders they say like, "Oh, this company is like my baby," and then like the common theme I found that is like sustainability, like having giving it room to grow and not really just thinking, "Oh, this is like I don't know, one year, two year, I don't know, five year thing."
1: Yeah, maybe I'm too I'm too much passionate about these things. Um, and I, as, when I think back, like, you know, when I started with hang gliding and photography and it's still, it's still my passion, although I'm doing a lot of different things on a different kind of levels, but still in the core, it's still the same. It's just like on a different, you know, bigger scale and like on a, on a, uh, global stage uh, these days. And, uh, uh um, but it's, you know, from the, from the passion side, it's still, it's still the same. But just like there's more, the 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 further things evolve, like I just realized with myself, I have like a lot of different passions and a lot of different dreams. I still want to do, and this gives me headache. It's like oh, oh, I want to do all of these kind of things.
0: And I think that's important for people to know too. Like it's. Like oh, people always think like, I don't know, when kids grow up to be 18, they think they have to choose a university career and that's going to be something that they stick to for the rest of their lives. But it's okay to have different passions. And um, I think what's really interesting is you were able to merge all those together and really have a career that, yeah, the underlying thing is still yeah. passion and doing what you love.
1: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is maybe something I can give to, to everyone. Is- like you know just follow what you really love to do and um uh, at some point everyone has to decide of uh, you know what kind of like role to play and, and and what kind of thing do do I want to do do I want to be working for a company or want to do my thing uh take a decision don't worry too much you know go for it and uh and like you know follow your heart and follow what you love and your passion and uh, and you will see and find out whether you know you've like you've decided the right way to that it's the right route and uh, but if you're deciding for something stick to it go for it you know don't do it like you know halfway 50 60 70 go for the hundred percent go for the hundred twenty percent and and try to be the world's best mm-hmm. everyone can be the world's best. Mm-hmm this should be, you know, your goal. Yeah. That's what I can sort of like (laughs) give along and, uh, and, uh, maybe it's some, some, some input. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's amazing advice. It kind of just leads uh, to what I was going to mention next, but yeah, like with the rate of technology and innovation nowadays, it's pretty common that like most jobs today um, didn't even exist 10 years ago. And the same can be said 10 years from now, maybe even at a faster pace. And it's so amazing seeing that your story is a so extraordinary in the way that you've been able to marry all your passions from sports to uh, marketing communications and photography into a career path that is very unique to you and yeah i don't think do you ever think that you would be in this position
1: i don't know not really like you know i grew up like in a in a sort of like rural town situation and my father was like he had his job and he's like well like uh, Ulrich, do you want i can i can make you know that you can come into the company i can like arrange for that's like mm. oh no please don't you know i don't want to follow my my dad <laughs> as much as, as my as i love my dad but i just don't want to
0: follow my yeah. dad's
1: uh, footsteps and uh, um and um, i did like i started did an mba but eventually i just said like well i want to mm. i want to do photography so i i quit my job and like and uh you know, when I was still at a young, very young age, and uh, focused fully on photography, and and the things I love, and I always say, like, I have the best job in the world because I always, every day, I'm, I'm, I can do what I love most. It's like I can, you know, follow my passions. I can do photography. I can do the marketing. I can work with great brands. Um, and and uh, I can have an idea, and I can just say, okay, I'm going to do it. And this is the beauty, the freedom of choice, and the freedom of uh, mm-hmm. of being able to to think of something and do it and execute.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing is execution. You can have the best idea in the world, but if it just stays in your head, then it's worth nothing. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, but and what the one thing that I learned is um, uh, if you really are true about your passion and you give it all eventually you will succeed
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's just a matter of time yeah it's just a matter of time like you will succeed Mm -hmm. and this is it's very hard you know when you're not there yet but well like that's at least what I have learned is like whenever like I've been sticking to something and 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 going for it it always worked out Mm -hmm. at some point yeah and uh, a lot of people always ask me, like, you know, why do you put so much time into this and that? It's not coming along or something like that. But from experience, like even after working on a project for five, six, seven, ten years, all of a sudden, like, oh, now it's like the situation, the time is right for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And this happened, you know, so many times. Of course, there's many, many projects which are, I have a lot of like drawers here <laughs> where there's, you know, where I put my projects and my ideas and all of a sudden, like, you know, the, this situation will be right there where it's the right time mm-hmm. for this project. And, you know, it can, you know, come to life and, uh, and it can grow and, uh, and, uh, uh, becomes something very beautiful
0: mm-hmm. yeah totally and with the right place at the right time people always think it, it's a matter of luck and that's, in some ways it is but luck is not just chance it's years of those hard work that prepares you for that right moment at the right time because if you're not prepared then
1: yeah, yeah. And, and it's a nice word when you say luck it's also also like you know, when people ask wow how did you how did you, did you do this great job out there? Uh, well, you must have been very lucky. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with luck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, when you're out there shooting, like in nature, for example, you just need to be out there. Mm-hmm. If you're not out there, you don't have the chance to do it, to, to get a great job. Yeah. If you're out there waiting, even when the situation is like, well, it turns to the worse, you know. And like, no, better go home. Maybe it's not so comfortable. No, stay out there. Stay out there. Be out there. This is when situations come along with, you know, weather or whatever it is, which sometimes are just like absolutely magic and mind-blowing. You just have to stay. Mm -hmm. You just have to stick to it. Mm -hmm. Only when it's pitch dark, you can go home. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Maybe even then like you you realize there's some I would have a great idea for shooting something you know in the dark mm-hmm. but it's so I think it's not a matter of luck it's more like a a matter of dedication
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and uh, and really sticking to it and really working it because the things will come along the situations which are amazing whatever it is whether it's street photography or any other kind of things they will just happen but you just have to be out there and have the eye for it to, you know, when this situation comes, you need to have the technical skills to pull it off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it goes back to the analogy that I always think about is with baseball. Um, because uh, baseball players, they, let's say they swing 100 times, but their um, hit rate is only like, I don't know, 1 to 3%. And if you only swing 100 times, you only get 1 to 3 Amazing shots, but if you swing a thousand times ten thousand times a hundred thousand times you increase that one to three percent To get like something that is more consistent and you'll see more Opportunities if you yeah, like you mentioned to stick to it and um, have that discipline
1: Exactly
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, so just wrapping up. um, Are there any upcoming projects that you're really excited about that you're working on
1: of course of course, there's always <laughs> these kind of like you know exciting uh, projects. Uh, uh, I can't reveal them yet, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, there's some some really really super cool things uh, that we're working on. You know, no matter like what it is, whether it's on the coop side, whether it's on the Zoom side, uh, or whether it's you know other on my personal photography uh, projects. Um, there's some some or some. It, it, everywhere, some some cool, super cool things in the pipeline, uh, and uh, I guess you know you will see it when it's coming along. <laughs> just like you know, uh, subscribe for the newsletter on Coop for Zoom, and uh, and you'll just see.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. There's always something to be excited about, and we're also super excited to partner with um, with Red Bull, Aloom, and Coop with Texel's palooza because we're going to be giving away a lot of really amazing goodies from coop including the gloves that you were talking with the photographer gloves so um i can't wait to see all the entries that come in from that
1: yeah and hopefully like whoever wins it you know have like has like you know a lot of great fun with it and uh no numb fingers anymore and like <laughs> to be able to shoot away in like uh you know very freezing temperatures so and if we have yeah. this you know that little bit and to create like you know some some great imagery and I'm you know very happy and and, and stoked
0: awesome well thank you so much for your time today Ulrich and that was such amazing advice and it was so great to hear about your journey through um, all of your different companies and at the core of it your passion for photography and sports
1: well thanks for you know giving the opportunity and I hope uh, I was able to give some valuable inputs or at least you know a little bit of my point of view
0: yeah absolutely thank you Gracias.